You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. able to minister this morning. It's a couple of weeks since, not not two weeks since I preached. I can tell you that. I've been preaching everywhere else. Um, but uh, two weeks since we've been able to minister here at Mission Point. And so um, we were uh, supposed to have the speaker from Youth Retreat here. And when he wasn't able to come and be here, I wasn't actually that disappointed. Not because it was him. Uh, just because that I was looking forward to actually ministering the word of the Lord. And uh, at the end of our service this morning, we do have three baptisms that will be happening. So that's exciting as well. Amen. God's doing some wonderful things. Amen. So you won't want to won't, won't, won't leave early. You'll want to be part of that. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me, if you would, to 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 25. And... Uh, going to minister to you what the Lord has put on my heart for this service this morning. For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. I want to minister to you this morning about sheep benefits. Sheep benefits. Um, The Lord compares us to sheep multiple times in Scripture, and um, that's not by accident. It's, uh, he doesn't compare us to cows or pigs uh, or goats. He compares us to sheep, and there's a reason for that. Um, and the reasoning behind, obviously, if you study or were part of raising sheep, I was blessed to be able to do that at a younger age, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. But there's a lot of things that I learned in that process that um, sheep uh, have to have a shepherd. And they, they cannot survive, actually, without a shepherd. There's a lot of things that a shepherd does for sheep, uh, from taking care of them, feeding them, shearing them, uh, all kinds of things. Um, obviously, uh, helping them as they give birth, uh, making sure that they are protected. Uh, if a sheep gets on its back, it can't get off of its back by itself. There's a lot of things that happens because of a shepherd. And so I'm thankful uh, for that, and God compares us to sheep, and so I want to I want to focus this morning on John chapter ten. God had brought me to this chapter. I've ministered from this chapter multiple times, um, and when the Lord brought me to this chapter, I said that God, I've preached from this chapter many times before, and it wasn't that the Lord said too bad, uh, but He laid into my spirit what He wanted for this morning. Have you ever had someone come to the door? And you didn't know who it was. And um, everyone's a little different in how they approach that. Some people try to peek behind the blind just to see if they can see the car, recognize the person. If you've got a door that's solid and you've got little windows on the side, you might just kind of sneak to the side just a little bit just to see if you've got one of those little peek holes there in the door that no one can see in, but you can see out. 
Um, it's always interesting for my wife because those are never at the right height for her. Uh, have you ever, ever had that happen? And you're, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, I, I don't want to get into asking people whether they run and turn the lights off and, and hide, act like no one's home. But when you have someone come to the door, you don't know. You're a little more cautious. You're peeking out the window. You're, you're not as anxious maybe to answer the door. You may even ask to, if there's multiple people there, who's going to get the door? Who's going to get the door? You may holler out without opening the door, can I help you? Who is it? You have all these types of things that you asked. Then you have someone who may come to the door. You know who they are. You've been expecting them. They let you know what time they were coming. Uh, they're maybe family or, or close uh, friends or, or people. And, and you just holler. You don't even bother getting up, possibly. You just say, come on in. <laughs> the door's open. Or you go down to the door and you're not hesitant at all. You open it and you welcome them in. You're offering to take their coat. The two uh, instances are very different depending upon who comes to the door. Someone who comes to the door that you have opened it, you don't know them, you may only open it a little bit. You're peeking out through the opening. Um, I could tell you uh, stories about my wife and I. I didn't pass this by her, whether it was all right this morning. Sometimes it's easier to ask for forgiveness later than to ask for permission. We grew up quite different in how we approached um, people coming to the door, locking the door, not locking the door. I grew up in a home that we didn't even lock the door at night. It's just the community we lived in. There was... No one going to bother us. We were the second or third last house on the road. Don't even remember locking the door at night. And it surely wasn't locked during the day. And my wife grew up the opposite. The, the door is locked 24-7. If I go to visit her mother and I'm out mowing the lawn, I come to the door, it's locked. No, it's not quite that bad, but it's almost she grew up that the door was locked all the time. And so if she's home by herself, you can be assured the door is locked without question. She even has, listen, let me tell you something. Don't even try to break into our house if I'm not there. She's got one of those things she jams underneath the doorknob. There's not a chance in this lifetime that you're getting in. I'm always worried that she can get out when she gets that thing underneath the doorknob. When we first got married, our first night in our little old trailer, eight feet wide, 30 feet long, if you were 6'2", you were too tall. The door was two feet wide. Anything we had bigger than that, we had to bring in through the living room window. And that first night, I heard a commotion in the kitchen, and um, I went out, and there was a chair underneath the doorknob, 
pots and pans all over the chair, round the chair. I had never saw anything like that before. Seriously. I asked her what she was doing. She was letting me know in case someone was going to break in. And I just quickly responded, what if we have to get out? So we compromised and we locked the door at night. So you have this scenario where people who come to the door that you know or people who come to the door that you don't know, and how you respond is very differently. How you respond is very differently. And so John chapter 10, it's really a continuation of an interrupted story that the Lord is telling from chapters 7, 8, and 9. And it's the Lord's kind of in this back and forth with his critics, and he's trying to explain to them uh, he's just healed a blind man in chapter 9, and they get all kinds of questions, and they're trying to attempt to catch him in some type of a uh, miscommunication issue. And they're, they're back and forth with the Lord. And, and then we have chapter 10, and we, it's really a continuation of chapter 9. But we, we see it as a separate chapter because that's how it's listed. But if you read through chapter 9 and continue reading, you'll read right into chapter 10. Uh, when he says, verily, verily, I say unto you. He's, he's actually making something repeatedly. Uh, this is very important. And so he gives three analogies in this first half of the chapter, and they're all concerning shepherding. It's a topic that the audience would have had been very familiar with, and they have lots of knowledge about this. So he's not talking about something they don't know. And the three analogies that he uses is he says that, I, first of all, I am the door. Secondly, he says, I am the good shepherd. And thirdly, he says, my sheep know my voice. The first analogy is relatively brief, and, but it carries some enormous implications. And, and you have to understand that the sheep pen of that era was constructed constructed with very high walls with a, a single narrow opening. This was the only legitimate means of entry or exit. And a point that Jesus notes in his analogy, he, it's a controlled access. The gatekeeper would stand or lay across that opening physically to serve as the door of the pen. There was no other gate that was needed. The shepherd was the door. Nothing was coming into that pen unless it got by the shepherd. And nothing was getting out of that pen unless it got by the shepherd. The shepherd would lay across that opening. And Jesus, he says... He claims that he's the role of the door. He is, he said, the door. The one, the only one by which sheep can enter into the fold to find rescue and have no harm to them is through him. That's it. No other way. Anyone, he says, who tries another way is compared to a thief and a robber. 
That's what the scripture says. I'm only giving you what the scripture says. And anyone, he says, who enters by that door can be saved. When somebody comes into the fold by Jesus Christ, they have the opportunity to be saved. I'm thankful this morning. You say, Pastor, we, we want something deeper. We want something uh, that, that we've never heard before. No, uh, let me tell you, there's only one way in, uh, and it's through the door. Uh, if Jesus is the door this morning, uh, that's what we're going to preach. Uh, that's what we're going to tell people. You can't get in any other way uh, but through the door. What's interesting is Jesus says, they that come in by the door will find pasture. That's not just for a nice scene. Well, that looks good. That's, that's a nice picture, a nice painting. That's, a, that's a, a nice landscape. No, that's your and my food. Our reliance of sustenance is by coming through the door to find pasture. You cannot Get the right food unless Jesus is your door. Every other door is not going to provide you the right sustenance that you need to survive. Listen, there's all kinds of recipes and there's all kinds of suggestions and there's all kinds of things that are being taught and preached and told to people that you can get it this way and do it this way. And do. Let me tell you, there's only one way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Anybody that comes in by some other way is not going to find what they need. It isn't in me, the person beside you, or somebody online this morning there's only one door and his name is Jesus and you've got to come into the fold by that door Christ alone people are really just divided into two groups those in and those out it's not complicated People who are inside the door and people who are outside the door. We're praying, believing, reaching, stretching for everyone possible to find the door, to get to the door. The Bible says that it's the narrow way. And not everyone's going to find it. Not everyone's going to accept it. Not everyone's going to believe it, but I've still got to preach it to you and tell it to you that there is no other way. He is the door. The only way in is through him. What does that mean? What does it mean when he lies across the opening, stands at the opening of you and I getting in? He made the access through that door the same for every one of us. None of us have any special treatment because of who we are. No one. The same treatment, the same access is through Jesus Christ. They that believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's an aspect that starts with you and I 
activating our faith to believe on Jesus Christ. When you and I believe on him, it leads us to a, an altar of repentance, a place in our life where we say, God, I'm in need of you. I can't do this myself. I'm tired of trying to figure it out myself. I figured out that you're the door and the only way in is through you. So I'm going to give my life to you. I'm going to open up my heart to you. I'm going to repent of my sins to you, God. Not to another individual, not to another person, but to you alone, God, because you are the door. It opens up that opportunity for us to find our way in. What's incredible this morning is three, three people will be baptized in the name of Jesus. They're taking another step to enter in through the door. They're finding their way into pasture. Thank God that he's still the door. And he's able to fill you and I with his wonderful spirit. The unction of the Holy Ghost. The infilling of his power. The infilling of his presence where he takes up resident in our life by his spirit. Hallelujah. He is the door. Secondly, Jesus refers to himself as the good shepherd. As a contrast really to false religious leaders of Israel of the day. But he especially notes his Willingness to die for the sake of the flock. He says, and he uses this, this part of this analogy. He says, hired hands as employees only care for sheep until they face personal risk. And when in danger, they tend to run away. They see the danger and they say, this is, this is not worth it. I'm just a hireling. But Jesus was willing to sacrifice himself to save those he was trying to protect. And in this comparison, Jesus once again says, and he uses the phrase that he is the good shepherd. He's willing to lay down his life for the sheep. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord that it didn't depend on, on someone else. It didn't depend even upon you or I. But it depended upon a shepherd that says, I'm going to go to the farthest extent necessary to make sure the sheep are able to be protected from the enemy. In raising sheep, through my teenage years, we had all kinds of coyotes. We were on coyote hunt all the time. If you're not a hunter, that's fine. But when you have coyotes stealing your sheep, you become a hunter. And I know this may sound a little gross to you, but this is how I grew up, so... Behind this suit, don't let it fool you. I'm willing to get my hands dirty. So we, we raised cattle and, and of course, uh, slaughtered animals to, for people for meat and for our own meat. 
And we always save the guts. As exciting as that sounded. We always put them just a few yards from the barn. It had a great attraction for the coyotes. <laughs> and my dad would go out around midnight with his 12-gauge shotgun and wait. <laughs> and sure enough, on a continual basis, coyotes would show up. We had a nice bright yard light. My dad didn't even have to have the lights on in the barn. All he did was he aimed that gun in the right direction, and we got coyotes on a regular basis. One night, my dad went out. Sure enough, one shows up at the remains of the cow. I'll just call it that. How's that? My da dad raised that gun and fired, and sure enough, it fell right where it, where it was. Get up the next morning, and it was his brother's dog. <laughs> he shot his brother's dog. <coughs> Same size as a coyote. He never came back. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is we did everything we could to protect the sheep from the enemy. And the Lord was willing to lay down his life so that you and I would not have to remain under the control of the enemy of this world. And you and I get to sit in God's house tonight, in liberty, this morning, in liberty and freedom because he was willing to pay the price for the wages of sin, which was death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let me tell you, the Lord is no hireling. He's no hireling. Hallelujah. He laid down his life for you. He is the good shepherd. He will fight your battle. He will watch for your soul. He will stand in the gap for you when no one else will. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He will walk with you in the valley. He will stand with you upon the mountain. He will be there when no one else is there. He will stand arm in arm with you when you're lonely, when you're downhearted, overwhelmed. Or, or depressed he will be with you every step of the way do not put your faith and trust in just the shepherd of this church God has put us in this position and we are thankful for it but we are not the good shepherd. And I am not your savior. And I'm not your number one counselor. And I don't have all the answers. But the good shepherd will never leave you stranded. He will never leave you, hallelujah, without an answer. He will be your solution. He will be everything you need. He is the good shepherd. I'm not downplaying the position of a pastor. It's necessary. We are the under-shepherds. And I thank God for the opportunity to do that. 
but it has to be that we are following. We are following the one who is the door and the one who laid down his life for the sheep. I'm talking to you this morning about sheep benefits. Sheep benefits. Thirdly, Jesus points out that the sheep only listen to the voice of their own particular shepherd. They won't listen to a stranger. I've watched that to be true. Watched that in the raising of sheep. And I would go to the, the gate and I would call the sheep and they would respond and come to the safety of the barn. It was quite amazing to watch. And then yet someone else would step up to the same gate do the same call, and they would totally ignore the sound of that person calling. Spiritually, this explains why men like the scribes and the Pharisees, they couldn't accept Jesus. They weren't part of the flock. They didn't understand his voice. They were not the subjects of listening closely. They actually wanted to stone him in this chapter because of blasphemy, claiming to be God. They didn't listen to his voice. They didn't know his voice. They weren't familiar with his voice. And yet, the Lord says, the sheep that listen to his voice, they know the sound of his voice. Can I tell you this morning that he's the door. And he's the shepherd. But you and I must become familiar with his voice. The world is full of voices. What you listen to and who you listen to really, really matters. This, this, this analogy that he's using, he says the shepherd knows his sheep and he calls them by name. He calls them by name. He knows who you are. He doesn't just say, well, there's a congregation at Mission Point that's part of the church. No, no. He knows you exactly by name. He knows exactly everything about you. There's nothing about you that surprises him. There's nothing about you that alarms him. There's nothing about you that he doesn't already know. What's so vital and important this morning is that you're able to hear his voice. Yes, it's great to have people pray for you. It's great to have people speak into your life. Yes, it's great to, to have people that you can trust that can talk to you. And all that's good. But I'm talking about you having a relationship that's so familiar with your shepherd. Hallelujah, the door of your life that you're able to hear his voice clearly and to follow his voice. There's no mistake about it. You know when God's talking to you. And you know the difference between the good shepherd and a stranger. It's kind of like when someone comes to your door and you know who they are. You're quick to let them in. You're quick to open. You're quick to just say, come on in. You've been expecting them. You know the familiarness of their voice. 
Yet when it's a stranger, you're hesitant. You, you're, 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 you're holding off just in case. You're on guard. You're taking note. Is this a good time to open the door or not? You're not familiar with the voice. What's interesting is what's happening in our world today, it's full of scams. <laughs> full of scams. Whether it's you getting a phone call, claiming that they're from CRA, <laughs> or you get some thing in the mail that you have won some incredible gift. You've won a cruise. Shows up on the phone. Ten zeros or whatever it is. You just know it's not right. All of a sudden you start separating what's real and what's not real. I had one of those letters this week. I was trying to figure it out. Whether it was real or it wasn't real. I went to a couple locations just to check it out. I'm a pretty trusting person. But there's a lot of different voices in the world. Well, it can enter right into our own spiritual life. There's a lot of different voices in the world. Well, you know what? I... That was from 50 years ago. That's 30 years ago. You know what? I'm not sure you have to. Is that really necessary? What's your preference? What? we got all kinds of voices. But the good shepherd, who is the door, has a particular voice that he knows you by name. And because of your familiar relationship with him on a daily basis, you're able to open the door without any hesitation because you know it's him. Come on in. You ever have those instances when someone shows up and you don't feel like the house is clean enough for someone to come unexpectedly? That was something I learned also very early on in my marriage. I was always wanting to invite people. And it wasn't that my wife didn't want to invite people. She just wanted to know when they were coming. I grew up, people showed up for no reason at any time. If there wasn't enough Kool-Aid, mom just put more water in it. She's probably watching. I learned it's good to be aware because, let me ask you this. Does your spouse, man, does your spouse clean the house before you actually go away? My wife cleans the house before we go away in case someone comes when we get home. I'm going to be in huge trouble on the way home. I don't know. This may not be called sheep benefits anymore. 
Music comes, so I'll quit. It's like that. Is it that when the Lord shows up at your door, you respond with, it's not a good time? Got too many other things, too many other irons on the fire right now, it's not a good time. Or is it that you're so familiar with his voice that you've been expecting him? I asked you this morning, on this Sunday morning, have you embraced the sheep benefits of who you are as a child of God? Or do you have the shepherd at an arm's length? You got him on call if needed. But don't show up unexpected. Let there be a window for me to get in and out. I don't want to have to go through the door. I want your I want your staff and your rod, but I only want them when I feel like it's good for my life. I hear a sound, but I'm not sure whose voice it is I'm reaching I'm reaching for you this morning I'm reaching for you to become so familiar with the sheep benefits that you have as a child of God that you are so thankful that he's the door he's your good shepherd and that you know his voice so clearly that there is no question no question of who you're serving who you're following, who is your Savior, protector. Clarity is going to be needed. Moving forward, you're going to have to have clarity in the sound of His voice, knowing that He's your shepherd. You've come through the door. I'm glad you're here this morning. But I don't beg people to come to church. I don't beg people to serve God. None of those things can happen because of me. It can only happen because of your relationship with Him. And when you fall in love with Jesus, and you come in through that door, and He wraps His arms around you as your shepherd, and you get to hear the sound of His voice, and you become familiar with Him and His presence, There's nothing else that could ever replace that. There's nothing else that could ever compare to that. There's nothing else that could even, even come close to that this morning. I would encourage you. I would encourage you, get yourself to the door. Get yourself in through the salvation plan of Jesus Christ. Stay inside the flock. Hallelujah. But I've got my line drawn in the sand. Call it whatever kind of line you want. Red line. Doesn't matter what kind of line you call. I've got my line drawn in the sand. 
I'm staying inside the fold. I've got one shepherd, and I'm going to listen to his voice. That's all that's going to matter because I'm going to take advantage of the sheep benefits. Hallelujah, that he's placed in my life. Would you stand this morning all across this room right now? Somebody, somebody this morning that came to the house of the Lord. Somebody this morning needs to hear that he's your good shepherd. He is your door. He is your way. He is your truth. He is your life this morning. There is no other way. Hallelujah, everything else. Hallelujah, won't get you to where you need to go. Hallelujah, won't you just come this morning to this altar. Become familiar with his voice. Talk to him, listen to his voice this morning. Allow the power of his voice to speak into your life today. Enjoy the sheep benefits this morning. Never talked to him before. Today's a good time, a good time to start. Listen to the word of God that's been preached to you right now. Let this be the starting point of hearing his voice. Hallelujah. The voice of his word that says he's your way this morning. He's your salvation. He wants to embrace you as his shepherd. Hallelujah. Your shepherd this morning is the good shepherd. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.